Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for Let's Talk Recovery. My name's Aaron, this is Caleb. We're just grateful to have you guys back here today. A um, couple things before we get started. Um, first, check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Like and share our content there with your friends, your family, your enemies, your frenemies, um, whoever you can think of. Um, punish them or reward them, however you look at it. Uh, the most important thing is that this grows. So, um, <laughs> but uh uh, we're just, again, just grateful for just all of our, our tens of listeners and just the time that you invest um, in, in growing in, in your recovery. And also, I want to encourage you to check out Caleb's book on Amazon. That's Pursuing Freedom. It's what our recovery program is based off of. Um, it's uh, great. We're, we're now at a, uh, version 2, or yes. how do you say that? Second edition. edition. Second edition. Second there we edition. go. Yeah, second edition. I'm thinking like software, and yeah. that's, uh, that's wrong. It's version so. 2.10. Yeah, <laughs> 2.10. There we go. Um <laughs> <laughs> but be sure to get your copy there. And then we've got something very special coming up in January. January 20th, I believe, yes. uh, Friday, um, is our first ever recovery roundtable. So that's going to be at 9 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. We're going to have five speakers there. It's just going to be um, it's going to be a good time as we talk about recovery, recovery ministry, um, just kind of the place that it holds in our community, our family, our church, um, just imparting some some wisdom with that. So be sure to, to get registered. You can can hopefully find a link um, by the time you're listening to this on our our, our social media, Facebook and Instagram, um, or you can go to the church's website. Um, that's cedarpoint.church, and you should be able to find a link through there um, to get registered. Well, you can call the church office, speak to one of us, show up on a Monday night, scan a QR code, any of those things, but uh, it's going to be good. There's a cost of $30. Part of that will provide you with lunch. Um, the other part will provide you with wisdom that'll last a lifetime. What a deal. That was smooth. <laughs> <laughs> I just came over. That that needs to be on all the marketing That's stuff. Really good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh man, so last week we started um we started uh, just a kind of series on our podcast here talking about romantic relationships. Um we promised you guys or threatened you um with yeah, part two. <laughs> yeah. So here we are. We are at part two of Stick three. With it. Yeah, man, take that. Uh, but today we want to talk about the, the fun world of dating. And I do want to preface this. I get that, that many of you are probably married and you don't date. Um, and, you know, so you're like, oh, is this for me? Well, it is. It's it's always good to, to learn and to grow. There may be things in here that you can still apply um, to your your relationship, your marriage, if you have one. Um, but if any, anything else, this is a good it's a good source for other people because you're going to come across somebody that's dating. You have an opportunity to speak into their life. Maybe you can use our content or, or maybe to share this with them. And so I want to encourage you that even if you're out of this season of life, um, you found your, your forever partner, um, just still engage with this and uh, just share it with, with whoever you can. So um, as far as uh, getting into dating, Caleb, you got anything you want to open up with? Sure. Yeah, because I know so much about dating. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, but what Aaron was talking about, though, is, is if you are listening and you are married, you know, you can't get value of what we're going to talk about because what we can do is you can go back and kind of think about um, when you and your spouse have, you know, well, even today, you got together and, and start thinking about, did we do some of these things? Because if you if you didn't, and I mean, even if you're thinking, hey, we've got a pretty good marriage, the stuff we're going to talk about, especially when it comes to values and, make, and clarifying there, that it's just going to make your marriage better. So so you can absolutely take some of these things that we, we're going to talk about and um, apply them to, to your marriage and, and just 
in, improve it if maybe we skip some of these what we would consider kind of foundational steps when it comes to creating this this relationship so so the one thing that i want to start off with is that <clears throat> the first thing we have to do is we have to challenge some preconceived notions about dating and so everything I want you to think about this right now is that everything you know about your opinion of dating comes from outside sources, right? So everything, so it's our idea of what dating should be comes from culture, right? Our, the media, our movies and TV shows, maybe, uh, you know, your parents and, you know, when you, you heard about their relationship, it comes from your peer groups, right? What, well, what are, what are my friends doing, you know, are, are, are my friends moving in with everybody that they date with? I mean, all the ideas that we have about dating aren't based in like, you know, some sort of scientific process that went down where they tested out the, these are the best methods of dating. And this is, this is what we have come up with. That's not what, that's not at all what, what, um, our ideas about dating have come from. It just comes from personal experience. A lot of, uh, well, I like this, so I'm going to do this you know, if it feels good, do it kind of thing. Um, and so while we present you an alternative view of dating from a Christian perspective, realize that your perspective just comes from personal experience also. And so when we challenge some of our beliefs when, and you feel that defensive uh, instinct pop up where you're like, no, I'm going to, you know, they're wrong because of you know, this, this is what everybody else does. Well, realize that what everybody else does isn't based on anything other than what everybody else does. And so, you know, and sometimes what everybody else does isn't the right thing, you know, regardless of how many people do something that's wrong, it's still wrong. Okay. So, uh, I want to, I want to just implant that, that idea in your head right now that, that there is no, there's no there, there underneath the, the reasons about why we date or how we date. Okay. So, um, so with that being said, we both hold the idea that the intent of dating should be marriage, right? Meaning that I'm going to date somebody with the intention of getting, you know, of trying to find a marriage, you know, a mate, a partner, a marriage, you know, a spouse. That's, that's why I'm not dating for fun. I want dating to be fun, but I'm not dating for fun. I'm not just out there just, for, for, <laughs> you know. Because, uh, you know, I got nothing better to do with my time. Yeah, so I mean, I'm like, gonna... if I'm going to hang around with somebody, I'd rather hang around with a female than a male. And so, I mean, like, like there has to be an intent with dating. Yeah, I mean, you know, with my kids, you know, we addressed this recently. I've got two 15 year olds at home, and, um, you know, one of them was trying to date. And it's just like, like, really, you have no money, you have no vehicle. And kind of the way I broke it down there, and I was like, why do you want to date? I don't know. Like, oh, that, that's a really solid reason today. And then <laughs> kind of the yeah. thing I addressed with him, I was like, well, there's two reasons um, that we see today. And one is culture's reasons. Culture reasons says, I'm going to date them so I can have sex with them um, so that we can, you know, share a bank account so we can uh, move in together. We're dating. So, we, we're, you know, we're going to share expenses. And, and those are all terrible reasons today. That's that's not a premise. And then there's God's reason that, you know, like dating is, is the preface to marriage. Again, the intent behind 
behind it is to find a spouse. And so if you're not looking for a spouse, should you be dating? And so I'm, you know, I'm talking to my 15-year-olds and, and they struggle to see that. But the reality is what my 15-year-olds believe is the same thing that 20s and 30s and, and 40-something-year-olds believe today. And so it's because this is the picture that culture is painted, right? That, um, you know, you follow your your heart kind of this to ever. I like them. I'm going to, I'm going to, with no thought of the future, yeah. no thought of what's next. Um, if it feels I'm, good, do it. Yeah, if yeah. it feels good, do it. I'm going to live in the moment. I'm going to date them. Okay. Like that, that doesn't make sense though. Like, um, and not to mention, you know, you're just kind of <laughs> you're spoiling things down the road, but, um, yeah, the intent behind it is absolutely for marriage. And, um, it's, it's the, the find the person that, that you're, you're willing to go all in with. Um, now with this too, one of the, the lies that I wanna kinda address real quick, I threw it in here kind of off the cuff, hopefully it's nowhere else in there, um, it's the lie of a soulmate. Um, some people think they've gotta find their soulmate and so they will they'll date somebody and then decide that that's not their soulmate. Um, well, that's not what we're doing either. Um, one, again, soulmates, it's not, a, it's not a Christian worldview. It doesn't come from Christ. Um, it actually comes more from um, paganism and, and mythology. Um, just the whole kind of idea of that there's one person out there intended for you. Well, that's just not, it's not true. And so if you're jumping around from person to person to person looking for the one, um, well, the, the one is the one who shares enough of your morals and values that you can work through all your jacked up crap together to build a life. Um, it's it, such a rosy picture yeah. of marriage. Such, <laughs> such a true picture. How do I sign up for that? <laughs> hey, you want to work through our messed up crap together? Yeah, that'd be that's It's true, though. <laughs> so, yeah, nobody's anyway, ever sorry. accused me of being a poet. That is true. That is true. <laughs> Um, so, you know, we got to push past just these, these cultural things that we see, um, you know, and, and they're painted by things like, like Disney, you know, that, and these, these fairy tales that, that this is, this is what this is about. And it's, it's not what it's about that, um, we have to focus on, um, what's true, not, not what we want, um, but what's true and what's right. Yeah, I'm not gonna f come across some hot chick in a deep sleep in the middle of the woods that I just kiss and she. Well, I hope not. I mean, one. <laughs> Actually, I get arrested for that. Yeah, yeah it's, that's, it's illegal. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, man, and I mean, here's the thing. I mean, we'll talk about flags in a little bit, but man, if you come across a chick that's living with seven dwarfs in the woods, you talk about red flags. I mean, <laughs> it's. Uh, <laughs> and but I mean, for it's for real problem. though, this is this is what's taught taught us to, to go into relationships was these cultural things and our biggest cultural influence is movies yeah, absolutely. And, and they all paint this unhealthy picture of what dating looks like of what marriage looks like and and so we grow up and it's so skewed because I mean the truth of the matter is I, I spent far more time in front of the television than I did in my Bible reading God's word because you know as a kid I spent none yeah. um, but that continues into adult life and then we're looking at the Kardashians or, or what was that stupid show with all the I don't know, it's uh had all the uh they call them they were Bronx, the Guidos or something. <laughs> oh, you're talking about that. Is it yeah. Jersey Shore? Yeah, Jersey Shore Shore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, when was that show on? Like the early two thousands? Like the nineties. I, I don't know, yeah. It was forever that. ago. It's I just like so they're just like jumping but again, I mean yeah. to, you can't downplay the influence that has on us. Absolutely. That happened, you know, that happened, yeah, that show was out when we were teens. And so you're just talking about such formative years where you watch these are the people that are being modeled to you. Um, and that was I was gonna go into this and this will be so every episode I do we do like 
after it airs, my wife comes to me and says, so I, th I said this, huh? Or she, you know, she, she'll bring up something that I said. And so this is going to be that moment, at least the first one, <laughs> probably many, but, um, the bachelor. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cause she watches that. Yeah. That's or healthy she, right there. So, you know, it kills me, but, but that's exactly, but, but it, you want to talk about a perfect cultural picture of what dating of what they say dating is and how flawed and messed up it is because here you take all these people, put them, you know, you do this awful thing where you take a, you know, a man or a woman and then, you know, they have to group date. Like, it's like how insane that is. Yeah. Like you're just hanging around with all these other people who are competing for the same person, watching them all kiss each other and, and you know, whatever else. And then, but the, the, the kicker on it is as it goes on, they take everybody on these, you know, fantasy dates on these, you know, these fantastic trips and this beautiful scenery and these romantic beach nights and, you know, all these movie type moments. And then at the very end, you're, you're supposed to propose and they propose. And, um, and then I think their, I think their success rate is like, I don't know how many there have been, but I think it's like, like two or three of the couples total have stayed together for any significant amount of time. The Biggest Loser, remember The Biggest Loser, yeah. where they, you know, forced all these poor fat people to lose weight <laughs> <and> cattle. <clears throat> they have a higher success rate in people getting married on that show than The Bachelor does. That is did crazy. You know that? I did not. That's yeah, there wild. are more contestants that have got into relationships from being on that show um, because and have more successful marriages than The Bachelor does because it's more realistic, right? You're struggling together. Yeah. You know, you're 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 working through you know they share their love for food yeah but they well but they you know they they the deal is is obviously they're not typically physically overly attracted to each other because they're, yeah they're, but they're but they but when that's removed now they're focused on you know do we like the same things? Do we have the same yeah. values? Do we have the, all the stuff that actually matters because your physical body is going to change as you, you know, as you go through marriage. So, so these people get married on the right things, which is so funny because it's a show based not at all about how they look, you know, yeah. on the bachelor, it's always, you know, these really fit, pretty people. And they're the ones that have the worst marriage, you know, that yeah. have no success being married. And so what an um, incredible statistic. Yeah, it's crazy. But, um, but that's what you see. That's what culture models for us. The Bachelor, yeah. and that's what, oh, this is what, or the Bachelorette. You know, both of those. Yeah. This is what. This is what. Oh, dating dang, is. she's fine. That's yeah. she can make a good wife. Why? But what she believe? Like what's yeah. she about? Well, I don't know, man. But, but she you, looks good. Yeah. yeah, you see that? Yeah. It's like <laughs> so. So yeah, that's uh, um, you know, again, like I was talking at the beginning, this is what's modeled to us, and so then we 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 buy into it, and we say, well, this is what's supposed to happen. No. There is no, there is no, this is, I mean, obviously we think from a Christian standpoint, this is what's supposed to happen because we believe in a God, you know, an objective truth and objective teachings of morality and that kind of thing. Um, but culturally, if you're just looking at things from a cultural standpoint, there is no objective anything there. That's all subjective. That's all up to you. And this is, if, so if they come at you and you have that belief, well, this is what's supposed to happen because this is what I see on TV that's not based on anything and, yeah. and, and I mean if you're gonna at least try to go off that look at the results and tell me how that's working out for people because the bachelor ain't working out for people yeah you know so 
<laughs> anyway, yeah, but I'll, I'll, I'll get it from her. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad. At least your wife listens, you know. Maybe this will be the episode my wife listens to. <laughs> no. So, so anyway, so back to dating. Um, so if our intent is marriage, which it should be, and so, you know, we, we, so we'll say that. Well, I just want to date for fun. Well, what's, what's the fun in that? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get romantically involved with somebody, but with, you know, knowing full well that, man, eh, I'm going to break it off at some point because I'm just, you know, this isn't anything serious. Yeah, I'm, well, not, I'm not being serious about it. Yeah, well, I think, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, if you look at dating and you take away all the perks for marriage from it, then that's what you do because culture equates dating to marriage like so you're you're having sex you're sharing a bed um you're sharing a home you know you're getting a puppy together um you know you all of these things um that you shouldn't be doing because you're dating if you were to remove that then i think people could come to the conclusion oh this is this is like we need to get to brass tacks here, um, and so I think that's part of the the view there. I mean, mayor or dating, you know, all of that removed. I mean, it's very clear. You can see the very clear intent of it then, but yeah. you've got to remove the marriage aspect of it, like, and, and stop, you know, cross crossing these things over and and looking at it for for what it's supposed to be, because um, God's word is very clear, you know, about about marriage and and just so separate those things out. And what are you left with? You're you're left with um, you're left with an interview process. Yeah, well, you know, and talking about that too, the I mean, so marriage is a beautiful thing, right? God's designed for for men and men and women to be married and you know and to spend their life together and to grow together is a beautiful thing uh, when done right, done from the right place. Um, but Satan, right? We, we believe in an enemy that's out there. Satan's all he does is destroy. And, and so what we've, what we found in our culture today is he's taken that institution, just like Aaron was talking about. We've taken away, you know, the, the spiritual covenant of it. And we've tried to take away that commitment and the holiness that surrounds marriage by <coughs> holding back the, the most intimate parts of ourselves only for the person that we're, we're going to commit to spending the rest of our lives with. We've taken, Satan's taken that away and has destroyed it and, and, and created something. It hasn't created, he's just destroyed and, and made it into something that is, um, you know, ugly in, in a sense where it's, it's causing a lot of damage. You know, we think that we're so much happier now because we're sexually freer and, and you know, and it, the hookup culture and all this, all these things. But uh, polls after polls, study after study shows that we're more unhappy now than we've ever been, more unsatisfied. And actually nowadays, like the um, like men, for example, young men, are, are there's concern from a, a societal standpoint that they're pulling out of the, the dating game altogether because they have no interest in, in I mean, they just, they don't want to get involved anymore because they just don't know where they are in their world and, and they don't know how to navigate what dating is now. And, and so, like I said, from a societal standpoint, we're gonna be running into trouble in about 30 years because our, our, <coughs> our um, uh, childbirth rates and stuff are gonna decrease and then we're, we're not gonna re replace ourselves, you know, and since China's about to, to run into something similar like that, but if you wanna get real nerdy, um, but, but yeah, so, so we've taken something that was beautiful, that was designed by God and, and it's been destroyed by culture, which is where that's Satan's domain. Um, that's where he gets us, you know, by, by, by running with the things that are in our culture and, and, and 
telling us this is this is actually a beautiful thing, but what it does is it tears things down and destroys what God has created. Yeah, you know, I heard the statistic the other day. I was listening to a message. Um, I haven't verified it myself. Um, so I can't, you know, well, if it's, it's on true. the internet. It yeah, it's on the true. internet. Um, it's got to be true. But, I mean, it was still alarming nonetheless. And it said uh, 80% of the next generation, um, that the one that's coming up, is that Gen Z? Um yeah, I don't think so. Um, they they don't they don't see the value in marriage. Like they don't they don't see that as something to aspire to. Mm. That eighty percent of them just kind of discount it as it's a it's a legal contract. You know, it's not it's not something designed by God. Now, I mean, that's not in the church. That's you know, culturally as a whole, eighty percent. Think about that. Eighty percent of our children do not see value in marriage. You know, why is that? Well, they can get all that they need to get in their mind through dating. You know. Right. <clears throat> have sex, make babies, um, live sh- together. Yeah, live together. So you know, because like, why? Why would I? Um, well, it's because again, in, in their mind, it's a it's a contract. And yeah, you know, the same message I was listening to was talking about. You know, what's the purpose between a contract? Well, it's because you don't trust the other person. So if all marriage is is a legal contract because you've taken God out of it and yeah. you only view it the way the state does, then it's a, a contract that says you know that I don't trust you. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you know I'm trying to protect my liability here. And so when you begin to view it that way. And and then you can get all the the perks without the potential downfall, um, you know, of, of splitting assets and and everything else in your legal you know contract. Then then why would you? Why would you? I mean, because that's what we've done. Again, we've skewed. We've allowed culture to skew all of this. One half those kids have grown up from a, in a broken home. Yeah. Too. So I mean, you've got that model. You got that going for you too. That you got to experience a divorce and going through a divorce. Um, you know, and that's not to disparage people that have gone through divorce. What I'm just saying is that you know, for a kid to go through a divorce, you know. If you've been through it, it's not a pleasant thing, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, this other statistic, this one I did verify. So 80% don't see the value in marriage. Um, it's it's predicted that 25% of this next generation will not get married. Yeah. Um, so that will actually, sure like, true. not only do they not see the value, but they're not even going to, they're not going to push into it. Um, and so if you look at that statistic, then it really makes that 80% that don't see the value in it pretty plausible. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that, that's scary. That's scary. I mean, because here, here you're talking about something that's instituted by God. You know, that's and that's what dating is. It's the precursor to this God-ordained, instituted, created thing that God has for us. And, you know, a lot of scholars, me included, believe that marriage is that thing that helps us to be more holy, that it's, it's a part of our process of sanctification. It's an important important thing in, in our walk with God. And, and like Caleb said, there's an enemy out there, and he's he's taken away the value of it. He's distorted the truth behind it, and he's led people down this lie to just, to destroy it, right? To destroy our opportunity to grow, right? No, no relationship will grow you more than marriage does. No relationship's more rewarding than marriage is either. He wants to destroy that. He wants to destroy the home because if the home's destroyed, the next generation's destroyed. I mean, all of these things um, being taken away from us and skewed, and it's and it just it grieves my heart to think again. Twenty five percent of our next generation will, will not pursue what God created just in that one part. So what else are they missing out on? How else are they not going to to seek God? Um, and it's just, it's it's scary. Yeah. So like we said, this is, so dating is, is, is again, like we've been talking about, it's like an interview. And so what's important is that one, you need to know what you value, which we talked about last episode. So if you haven't listened to that episode, you definitely need to listen to it because we talk about preparing yourself to to date. You need to be prepared to date. And that means you need to know who you are. You need to know, you need to have your identity, you know, you need to, um, you know, know who you are in God, know what's your purpose, you know, or at least be working towards a purpose, right? You need to know, you need to be somewhat mature 
right? Supporting yourself in some capacity, you know. Um, you know, if you're living in your mother's basement, like that's not a good place to start dating from because what's, what's, again, if our intent's to get married, what's your, what are you going to do after you get married? Like move your spouse in your mom's basement. That's not, that's not going to work out well. So, I mean, you know, those kinds of things you need to, and then again, you need to know your values. You need to know what's important to you. Do you, is, is family important to you? Like your family, like if, if you meet somebody and they're going to want to travel the world, and you want to stay home, you know, close to home so you can be around your folks or your siblings or whatever, that, that's not the recipe for um, a successful marriage. Um, what do you, you know, what, what, what are your, what's your values around having a, kids, that kind of thing? Like, do you, you know, oh, I just want one kid. I want no kids. I want a big family. You know, you need to know those things, at least have an idea of what you think about those things before you start dating. Because if you start interviewing, quote unquote, you know, somebody else while you're dating and, and ask them what they value and you don't know what you value, um, that's not, that's not a recipe for successful marriage because, uh, that that other person will put their values upon you and then after the fact when you decide ah, I really don't like that then um, you're gonna have a lot of conflicts that aren't gonna be able to be resolved and, and that's gonna lead toward a divorce so that's a thing that you want to get out and and that's you know and so many people spend so much time dating where they don't cover anything of substance you know they don't talk about well, what do you you know where do you go to church that's a good place to start. Like, what's your, where's, where do you stand on when it comes to God and Jesus and, you know, oh, I'm a, I'm a Wiccan, you know, okay, we can work through that. You yeah. know, like, no, probably not. <laughs> you know, that's, that's We'll good. alternate Sundays. That's right. One, one day we'll go out into the woods and worship some trees and the other day we'll go to God who created them. You yeah. Know, like, um, <laughs> but I mean, so, so that's a big thing, right? It's spiritually, what, you know, do, do your faiths align? Because, you know, that's now we talked about that last week. Like sometimes maybe you don't, neither of you have faith when you get married and then some one of you comes to faith. That's different than knowing, going into it like, oh, we just, you know, our faiths are different, but that's okay. We can still be like, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> you're not, if you're playing, if I was putting money on that one, I wouldn't be putting it on, I wouldn't put money on that one, that, that marriage surviving. Um, so you've got to know those things. And then when you date, you have to have those conversations. You have to not be afraid to get into the weighty subjects. You have to, you know, when you go to dinner on your date, you need to start to, you know, you can't just be talking about what movies you like. Yeah. You need to start talking about what kind of, how many kids do you want to have? Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. But I know it's, uh, you know, I've talked about this before on the platform and last week. I mean, when Janelle and I met and started dating, I mean, it was very intensive. And we both came from failed marriage. It was our second, which, like, the stakes are even higher than that, right? I mean, you need to do this for your first. Like, you know, if you're getting together in your 20s and you've never dated before, you know, never been married, I mean, it's important then. And it just grows over time, the importance of it. Um, so, you know, we were... We were very intentional. We both have kids. We couldn't drag our kids through anything. And, you know, my wife, I'm pretty sure, had a physical checklist. Um, she will kind of laugh and say she didn't, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure that she was marking things off. But, you know, here's the thing. Like, we met. It was uh, – I looked it up <laughs> right before I started this. Uh, so it was July, like July 16th is when I, I met. Like, we had a conversation outside of church that wasn't just like hi by her dropping her kids off in the kids ministry I worked at. Um, 
by a month later, uh, like August 20th, is when I asked her to date me. Um, August 23rd is when she decided, yes, that she would allow me to date her. <laughs> it's funny. It was even one of those things. She's like, ah, I, she wanted to be so intentional. I'll think it, about it. Yeah, I'll yeah. think about it. For three, for three days. <laughs> she's like, ah, wrestling with this. She's a discerning woman. That's yeah, good. yeah, she is. Um, and but so here we got married though so august 20th is when we started dating we got married um december 16th of that same year and people were like oh that's fast yeah it was fast um you know what we spent all of our time doing digging deep i didn't know what the heck my wife's favorite color was but you know what i did know i knew where she stood morally religiously how our theology lined up what what she thought about marriage what she and she knew these things about me too um i mean all the important stuff i didn't need to know her favorite color i can learn that later um but i needed to know that are we compatible do we want the same things are we going in the same direction uh, you know that was important and, and that came through very intense conversations we had very few dates where we went just bowling and having fun um and we should have done more of that i mean i'm not saying that was like the best decision but i mean it was all like business like this i need to know these things am i going to am i going to waste months dating you like and that was the thing too like here's i almost didn't even ask her to marry me fast enough like we started dating in august i asked her to marry me at the end of october and in her mind already because like all the boxes were checked and we wanted the same thing so she was wondering like what the heck's taking me so long <laughs> i mean because that that's what it was that was the intent we started to date because we both wanted to get married and we realized that that we we could do that together so once that was established we didn't need to date for five years while we planned a wedding <laughs> like, yeah i mean it was just like all right let's do this like everything lines up and again our situation is different we got kids um you know if you're in a season where you can wait a little longer plan a nice wedding and you know live apart and do all that you know that's one thing in our situation we couldn't that wasn't that wasn't realistic so it's like we're either doing this or we're not <laughs> we're doing it now and you know you proposed hey uh crapper get off the pot yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's probably uh that was what she was thinking though yeah. i'd tell you this for sure um <laughs> you know earlier when you said she had a physical checklist in my head i i heard physical checklist is in like she had a checklist for physical attributes and then i yeah. was like man and you passed like yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> no thankfully she's not shallow that's, so that's good yeah <laughs> <laughs> he can look like whatever yeah. but you know um one of them it's funny I, I i skated by she wanted a man that was older than her um and i'm i'm actually about four years younger than her yeah. um three and a half and she she missed that one somewhere right and it wasn't until later on that she realized that so she should have realized to clarify that not physical age that matters it's the yeah. maturity level that matters yeah. you know and either way either yeah. way she missed it <laughs> she so did. um yeah but it's all right i put a ring on it so it's, <laughs> there you it's... go <laughs> but you know what aaron's talking about i want to hit that too is that um we're not saying that that like you should date for like two months and then get married like that's not what we're saying everybody's kind of in a different season and obviously and for some people that that works out the to that are very intentional kind of in that way i mean jill and i didn't we were uh i don't remember let's see we started dating and i'm trying to think we I think we, I don't know if we, we were maybe dating around a yearish before we got engaged. She could tell me later, but it wasn't it wasn't too long. But that was complicated because we were both in college and we were both yeah. going to two different colleges. So we we would only see each other on the weekends, um, and uh, so that was a different. And then it was you know after we 
but we both I would both I would venture to say we both knew we were pretty sure it was funny we actually had Jill got freaked out by a lady that I grew up with uh, at my old church um, she and my parents are friends and I grew up with their kids you know that kind of thing and um, she met Jill the first time she met Jill we had only been dating maybe three weeks and she told her you two are gonna get married <laughs> you know so and she there she was right so yeah. I had a neighbor who thought I was crazy because it was like they're around the same timeline yeah and uh, it's like you dating so yeah I'm gonna marry her soon though and they're like all right psycho <laughs> <laughs> she will be mine Did you, like, no. yeah uh, but um mr. burns yeah type of finger. <laughs> but um so you yes. know everybody's different and you know your life circumstances and stuff and so we're not saying that like there's a certain you know you, you've got three months to make a decision or whatever but there should be intention behind it, right? You see, so you, again, that you're going into this relationship thinking, okay, this is a, an interview to figure out, is this the one for me that we're gonna, you know, we're marriage-wise, this is this is who I'm gonna end up with. So like in, you know, if, if that's your intention, you're not gonna have these, you know, well, we dated for five years and now, now we're engaged for three more years and <laughs> um, none of that stuff, like it's, it is. There should be some some sense of urgency there, and that you're you're trying to solve, you know, figure this thing out. Are we going to work? If we're not going to work, let's stop wasting our time and money on each no. other and find other people. And move. I mean, that's a better that's a better thing anyway. Would you rather like have these serious conversations up front versus waiting? You know, well, we've been dating for two years, and then we just started talking about. And then we just realized that you know, they their faith is completely incompatible with my faith. It's like, why yeah. didn't you have a conversation a long time ago? You yeah, know, start what? there. We were, you know, we were going to movies and we were too busy moving in together and yeah. you know to have serious conversations about what we actually value and believe in. Yeah, our conversation about faith. I mean, that's one of those things. Like first, first week, like yeah. if you haven't established that. I mean, and that, that's probably taking it too long. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully, you know, you've met. If you're if, again, this is one thing we didn't put in there on dating, but like if you're looking for people to date. Finding them in a church is a good place to find them. It's yeah. a lot better than, you know, 1.50 a.m. at the bar, and it's closing yeah. time and last call, and yeah. you're like, well, there's two guys left, and the one on the right looks better than the one on the left. I'm like, yeah. go home with him. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, if that's if that's what the value you put on finding a mate, then that's you're going to get that quality of a mate. I mean, so, um, you know, yeah, getting plugged into places where, you know, like a church where – you know, people that are there typically, especially if you, you know, volunteer there, are going to be somewhat focused on, you know, what they value and their faith and, you know, some sort of moral, ethical standards. I mean, <laughs> you know, all these things that you would want in a spouse. Um, that's a good place to start looking. That would be what I would tell you. So, um, so when it comes to dating, so just to kind of bring that back is that Again, we're, 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 it's almost an interview, and not like in a business sense. Obviously, we don't want to make you know make this, you know, uh, too too clinical. But yeah, don't uh, ask him for references. That could be right. weird. That's right. I'm gonna call and yeah, especially your yeah, ex, you know yeah. previous ex. I need to know. Can I get the numbers of your previous two relationships? <laughs> that's right. How long? I see there's a gap in your dating history. Here. <laughs> Can you please explain. Um, you know, it, it is. It's. I mean, dating. Yeah, actually, you should be looking for gaps in their dating history. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's actually a good sign because then they at least hopefully took some time to reflect. But, um, you know, it should be fun. Obviously, as you get to know someone and you and you start to find that those your values and and, and the things you connect on start to align. 
um, it should be fun. You should enjoy it. And that's not what we're saying that you're, you know, you're just like next, you know, next. You're like reviewing resumes and just throwing them out. We're not, that's not what we're saying. But we're just saying that there needs to be an intention. You don't need to just go into it blind. Like, oh, I don't know. She looks cute. You want to go out? I mean, like that kind of thing. Like that's not, that's not what dating's for. All right. So with that being said, our favorite topic, let's talk about some red flags that we should recognize while we're dating. All right. So I, I do love talking about flags. Um, <laughs> and it's mainly because, I mean, Caleb and, and I and everyone else in your life sits back and wonders, are they really that blind and stupid? Yeah. Um, <laughs> surely, surely they see that. Like, yeah. Um, and it's just so many, it's just so many people. We've, we've talked about this before. It's just so many people that we've been, we've encountered in recovery ministry where you're like, you got your life, you're coming out of it, your addiction and you've done really well. We've got it together. And then it's like, oh, I've, I've met this. We, they show up to church with somebody and you're just like, and then you meet them and in about two seconds, you're just like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? You're about to throw everything away because I, as socially awkward and introverted as I am, and maybe this is just, you know, a God's gifting, like I, I can I can meet somebody and, and very quickly pick up on red flags, like yeah. where I'm just like, nah, I got a bad feeling about this. I, you know, or, or I can observe the way they behave and just be like, there's some, there's some issues here. Yeah. And, and yet this person that, that I know that has come out of addiction and, and is dating this other person, they're oblivious to it. And you're just like, oh, please don't, you know, you're doing so well and I don't want to see this happen to you. Yeah. My favorite is when you sit down with person and said person, whoever that may be, and you go, don't do X, Y, and Z. And then they do X, Y, and Z. It's like, I just told you not to step in that. Yeah. And now you're rubbing it on your face. And I just, <laughs> I just don't yeah. understand. Like, yeah. and, and these are the reasons, like what's going on here? Yeah. Um, I that time I specifically <laughs> laid out everything that was about to happen. Yeah. If you continue down this path yeah. and now it's happening and, yeah. you're, and now you're coming to me and be like, well, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know this was going to yeah. happen. All of these characteristics that we talked about of how that means they're not a good person for you and this person has all of those. I get yeah. that they're hot, but right. they have all of these. Like, right. let's uh, let's talk about the flags here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and all these, and again, you know, we have said this before. This all comes from experience. These aren't, I'm, I didn't like go on a website. I didn't have to like Google this. Like, hey, what are, you know, seven red flags for dating? Like, these are all experience. Like these are all things that I have experienced with people that have been through our recovery ministry over, you know, the six, seven, eight years I've been doing this. Like this is, we see this all the time. Yeah. And we tell you this, I'm going to tell you, and there are people who are going to listen to this today and go out and find their, some of you may be the people we're talking about. Maybe <laughs> it may be if this feels like it's hitting a little close to home, it may be because you're fresh in our minds. And I was like, Oh yeah, let me add this one. Um, you know, but it's true. But we I'm, still love you. We do. And we That's want to talk to you. This. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, if you feel like we're talking to you, come come talk to us. Yeah. <laughs> we probably are. We'll clarify for you. And we'll give you specific examples yeah. why. You know? So let's talk about some red flags. Yeah. Um, so the first is uh, it can come across as like this puppy type of love thing. Um, and and it's, it masquerades itself as something healthy and cute in the beginning and it's none of those things right it's it's dangerous it's damaging um everyone else sees it 
but it's possessiveness. And sometimes we we chalk it up as love. Well, they just they really love me. No, your property. Yep. Um, and they're not the same thing. I felt like we talked about this on something else. I can't remember, but um, it's it's just this mentality where um, they they guard you. And again, that that guardedness can feel like protection, but it's not. Um, and so, you know, there's an element of this where I can see how you can fall into the trap. Maybe you came out of a bad relationship or you grew up in a home life where you didn't feel like people saw you or cared for you. And so now this person is bird dogging you all the time. Um, and hovering and and it feels like healthy attention right but it's it's not and what they begin to do in possessive relationships is isolate you they're, they're going to cut you off from coworkers. They're going to cut you off from friends and people that care about you. Um, they're going to tell you who you can and can't talk to. And, and, and slowly, over time, and sometimes it's, it's many, many, many years, you're going to slowly find yourself that you've drifted in a place where you're all alone. And typically at that point, it moves to another type of abuse. Once you're isolated enough, that possessiveness um, turns into more mental abuse, which it was from the beginning. But mm-hmm. it begins to get ramped up and even physical abuse and potential danger for you. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. And that's, um, yeah. And so what we've talked about before is um, this happens with codependency kind of th- situations. You yeah. should go back and listen to that episode. Yeah, but it is. And, and, and you know, and I, um, not to dog on the ladies, but this is more of a, a red flag for the ladies. And, and part of that is because, <clears throat> especially if you've come out of maybe your, um, especially like you're a single mom and you have that idea that nobody's going to want me anymore, you know, that because I've got kids or that you're going to have trouble finding somebody. So once somebody shows you attention, then you're like, Oh, somebody, you know, somebody loves me. And, and I get, you know, but that part, but coming out of a place of hurt to find your significant other is not a good place to talk about come from. And we talked no. about that last week. If you're coming to the table to negotiate and you're coming out of a place of need, what you feel is need, then, then the other person, the other party has all the power. And so, yeah. So you, like I said, if, especially single ladies that have kids, you find some, some guy who is just doting all over you. And the next thing you know, they're all, they won't let you, you know, Hey, where are you going? Why are you going there? Who's going to be there? Uh, I don't want you to go there unless I'm with you. Um, if they're, they're always showing up wherever you are or um again as aaron was talking about you know they start to say hey i don't want you talking to that person anymore especially like people that speak into your life like you know um that give you up until that moment have given you good godly advice yeah and then all of a sudden this person comes into your this new person comes into your life and is like hey i don't want you talking to them um that that is a massive red flag massive and again i am going to emphasize this one because uh like aaron talked about this is what turns into abuse you know this turns into a lot more significant abuse um and so so that should be huge a huge red flag it's like a red tint yeah i don't i mean it's flashing it's (laughs) like the the in the in the what despicable me the minion with the little red light on these i mean like it is as big of a red flag as you could possibly get is that they're becoming possessive about you they don't let you talk to your friends they don't want you going anywhere without them that you have to get permission to do things 
you need to get out of that immediately. And again, a lot of times this starts off small. So if you're like, well, I still go places. So if you're having a conversation with yourself right now and you're trying to navigate, well, it's not me because of this, it's probably you. Like that again, if you're if you're questioning, if there's anything that's questioning, you have to navigate in your mind, does this apply to me? It likely applies to you. And it's one of those things that starts small, it grows over time, little by little by little. And, and they take more of your, your freedom away, they take more of your identity away and, and isolate you more and more over time. And so again, if there's any question about whether or not this applies to your relationship, I encourage you, go find a healthy person you trust, not them. <laughs> yeah. not, not them a healthy person you trust and ask them is this me what yeah. do you what do you feel about this um and and this is the situation and allow them to have the opportunity to to speak into it and and to address the things that are going on now i will tell you that you know i'll give you i'll give you one 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 out on this is that if you start to date somebody and they say hey i don't want you doing something like, you know i don't want you going and you say to them hey listen i'm an adult i can do these things um, because I, I will, I will give grace to the other person. Maybe they haven't experienced a healthy relationship, or maybe they don't, they're unaware of how, you know, they're coming off, and they're not in a, you know, coming from a place of trying to own or abuse. They just don't know how to be a, a normal person. <laughs> and so you, you know, sometimes in those circumstances, you can say, "Hey, listen, man, I'm a, I'm an adult. I can, I can talk to my friends. These were my friends before I knew you. They're gonna be my friends after I know you." Like. I'm gonna talk to my friends, and and they, and they can accept that, you know, and maybe understand that there's limitations to what they're what you're. Then okay, but if they don't, if they can't take that, just a simple thing like that, if they can't understand that, or if they push back against that, that's no, 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 that's a big no. Now, now if they tell you to quit talking to your ex, <laughs> stop that. I don't want you going over to her house that's anymore. Right. Okay, yeah. they're in the right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, I, I will say that sometimes, you, you know, again, we, we aren't, a lot of people don't know, we have very skewed versions of what we think relationships should be or dating should be. And some people don't know, like, they do just get that way because they're just awkward. Um, but you have to tell them, you have to establish those boundaries. But if they're not going to, if they're going to push back or, and again, that's a very, that's a very short leash. All right. So, um, Let's talk about the next one. Disrespect. Are they disrespectful? Like, do they talk down to you? Yeah. Like, do they talk? So that now, again, <clears throat> men, uh, the way this manifests from men to women, like men, if you're talking, if or ladies, if the man in your life is talking to you like you're lesser because you're a woman, like that's a red flag. You know, we've experienced that where, you know, the, the man is like, oh, I'm the man, so I'm going to, you know, she does what I want her to do and she needs to make me a sandwich and she needs to, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, th that's disrespectful. Like, that's not acknowledging you as a person. Don't make that face. <laughs> Aaron's about to make a joke that's going to get us letters. <laughs> I, I won't, I it. won't. I'm, I'm pulling I'm, back. I'm, I'm, holding, I'm holding myself back, too, <laughs> because we do that. We And my wife will tell you I make jokes. Yeah. We make jokes, but we don't mean that. All right, so... Um, <laughs> I could just see it. <laughs> you see it in your eyes. This mischievous look. <laughs> he was about to say something to get us in trouble. Um, but but yeah. So so men don't own you. You're not lesser of because you know you're a woman and that's a man. Um, now the other way this this will manifest for guys from ladies to guys. So guys, if you have a lady in your life that emasculates you in front of your friends or her friends, no. or any of those things. 
that's a big no, right? You're a man and you deserve to, you know, you you don't need to put up with that because she's hot. Yeah. That's a horrible reason to do that. Dump her. Yeah. It <laughs> is. You know, God's word tells us, you know, husband loves, husbands love your wives, wives respect your husbands. Um, and, you know, so, you know, with that, I mean, it's kind of keep that in, in perspective here. That's, um, you know, respect is a big deal, men um, and, and women to men. And, you know, so you need to have that balance here. And, and men, that doesn't mean we can disrespect our wives because we still need to love them. But um, make sure you're on a healthy footing in your relationship. And disrespect is a, it's a big deal. And you see it so often talking down, like my wife, um, she's got plenty of reasons to trash me. Um, and you know, I'm, I try to be a good husband, but I mean, she knows all my dirty secrets, right? And, and all the things that I do behind closed doors and you know, what my wife won't do, she won't go talk to her girlfriends or, or anybody else about areas where I fail or miss it. Cause it's disrespectful. She'll talk to people that, that we've agreed on even in that regard. So, I mean, if you're in this relationship and so-and-so is bashing you all the time, you know, on either side, that's not healthy. That's disrespectful. Yeah. Um, so. No, I mean, that's exactly it. I mean, you, again, what's our intent here? Our intent's to, to marry. You know, why would you get married to somebody who's constantly disrespecting you, yeah. you know, in some form or another? I mean, it's just, and again, sometimes, we, you know, we put up with it because we just think, you know, like, again, ladies will think, well, you know, he's the man, so he can, you know, he's bigger and stronger than me. And it's like, no, that's not a reason to be a jerk, you know? I yeah. mean, uh, just because I can bench press more than my wife doesn't mean I'm okay to, insulter i mean that's yeah. not in in same with uh same with guys you know we'll put up with so much because we just want to get laid that way <laughs> more or less that we're just like well i can i can i can take an insult from you know i can hurt her when she gets her friends to all laugh at me like it's okay it's like no that's not okay yeah. she's treating you like less than a person and nobody should put up with that again when you're coming into marriage you're coming in as equal you should be coming in as equal partners and 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 as equal partners you together become something better than you would be by yourself but individually you're still both created in the image of god and don't deserve to be disrespected by the other one so if if you're going out and on dates and the person you're dating is cut putting you down in front of their friends or any of those kind of things like that's a huge red flag stop doing that the next one is they're needy right this is more of the they love me yeah they love me they need they need they need and this is almost kind of the possessive thing but in in a in a more passive aggressive way and so i need you know i need you to need me i need you to always provide i need you to always um take care of me this is codependency showing up again yeah um you're not that is not that's gonna wear on you oh yeah <laughs> eventually and it's gonna wear you out and well, it's manipulative. It speaks to brokenness that he's healed. Um, there's just, there's so much unhealthiness there that, um, again, you want to be two complete people coming together. And two complete people are not needy um, because they're complete by themselves. <laughs> yeah. And um, so this is just, uh, you know, I think one of the areas you see this, you, you see men who are getting mothered <laughs> yep. and women are, who are getting fathered. That's not healthy. That's not marriage. Those are unhealthy places to be in, and so we need to we need to see this for what it is. It's a flag. Needs addressed. It, it may, you know, it could just be as simple as a conversation. You know, because again, people have skewed visions of of what dating is, what love looks like, and um, on this one, you know, maybe it is like, hey, listen, like, <laughs> I'm not your mama. <laughs> yeah. I'm not your daddy. 
um, and maybe that corrects it. But if it doesn't, it, it's a flag. It's a flag. Needs addressed. You, you need to begin to really evaluate whether or not you want to move forward with that relationship. Yeah, you're or looking if for you a, should. You're looking for a spouse, not a, a grown child. Yeah. Um, this next one, um, I think we should cross this off the list. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a different level of this. Oh, okay. There's two different levels. All right. It's uh, immaturity. So, luckily, <laughs> yeah. Janelle doesn't listen to this. So, yeah. I'm, well, I'm in the same camp with you. You know me. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I mean, I constantly say that you know, youth is temporary, but immaturity is forever. Yeah. That's, that's my one of my <laughs> mottos in life. But there's immaturity, as in you know. Us yeah, men will never in, get away from toilet jokes and crude yeah, humor. Exactly. Yeah. You know, burping is always funny, and it's just it is. Yeah. And I don't know why my wife ceases to or never never gets on no. board with that. Yeah. I mean, I'm <laughs> proud as a father that my daughter can out burp a lot of dudes I know. So I'm my wife doesn't see it that way. But that is a lot different in that immaturity. And what we're talking about is like. <clears throat> You know, this is more of a guy issue, I feel like. Um, although the ladies do it too, but guys that want to act like boys, and it's like, you need to become a man. And that yeah. just means you take responsibility for yourself. You understand what, you know, if you're going into a dating relationship with the intent of getting married, uh, you're going in with the idea that I am, I am accepting the responsibility as a man to lead a household, because um, that's the way we, we, we view that as Christians. Um, and that's not a, it's not a sexist thing. Like I'm yeah. not like overbearing or whatever, but you know, we, as it's the male and as the man in the house, like that's, that's what we're called to do is to lead and to be a spiritual leader for our, our family, to be a provider, to be a protector. That's our role as a man. And, um, you know, we have a lot of young men nowadays that, uh, have not accepted that. <laughs> Yeah, and well, you know, when I see it too, I mean, some of the areas I look at is uh, emotional immaturity. You know, are they are they able to to navigate their emotions? It's kind of important because marriage is all about becoming one. It's an emotional thing, yeah. um, and so you know, can they handle anger? Can they handle disappointment? Can <laughs> they handle feelings. yeah, handle hard <laughs> conversations? Can can you point things out to them and then be willing to step back and, and address it and to grow? Because um, if not, and there's an emotional immaturity there red flag what yeah. about spiritual immaturity i mean we're talking about marriage in the context of this is a god-ordained thing um so you know are are you as a woman more mature spiritually than your husband potentially that's a huge red flag because you know again in the context of marriage and in christian worldview that the man should be leading the household so you know we need to evaluate that but you know women need to be spiritually mature too it's not just for the man right. so those i mean if you guys are off kilter either way you know god's word does tell us this, don't be unequally yoked um now they could still be a believer but i mean if if you know they're drinking milk and, and you're eating steak there's some potential problems there. I mean, so, you know, sp spiritually mature, um, you know, and so begin to look at those things and and address them. It's a kind of important. Yeah. If you're going to ask them, do, do these jeans make my butt look big and get your feelings hurt when they tell you the truth? <laughs> I'm still, I'm still sore about that, Jill. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She tells me the truth, but we have, but I mean, well, I mean, that's, that's the, to speak to the level of maturity we have in our, our relationship is that, you know, we, that is, that's something that we've established ever since we were married is like, we're going to be on, you know, if we have the, the dreaded question, does this make me look fat? Does this make me look, you know, 
that we're going to be honest with each other and not take it personal. Yeah. And that's that's a level of maturity that you have to have. I mean, I know it seems it's silly, but it's true. Yeah. I mean, there's so many couples that will, will you know, hey, you know, go do something, you know, superficial like clothing or haircuts or whatever. That's one in our house that we, <laughs> she'll go get her haircut and then I have to, that looks great, you know, and <laughs> she's like, do you really like it? Yes, honey, I really like it. I'll let you know if I don't. Um, but they'll, they'll, they'll ask those things and then they, they do get their feelings hurt when it's like, well, that's not the answer I wanted to hear. So, well, that's a level of immaturity there. It's like, if you can't handle the answer for the question, you should have asked it. You yeah. Know? But you definitely need to be in a place where you can handle those kind of questions because you're going to spend your life with this person. So you need to be able to be honest with each other and truthful. Like that's, I know that's a crazy idea, but you should be able to do that. So that's immaturity. So we're going to be mature. The next one is addiction. Yeah, this should be a given. It should, but it's not. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, don't be an, an active addiction. Like, you know, and specifically chemical addiction that we're talking about, like you're really addicted to alcohol. <laughs> I mean, you're constantly getting drunk. That's not the time to get into a dating relationship. No. Looking for a marriage partner. And that's not, that's not a, you know, material for dating either. On the other side of it, you're looking at that person and it's, yeah, I mean, sure they drink every night, but they've got a great job. They, uh, they're sexy, you know, all these things. I'll overlook that. No, man, that's, they're unhealthy. They're unhealthy people. Uh, you need to make sure that, that they're not an active addiction of, of any kind, um, you know, especially substance abuse because obviously um, that's something that's uh, very uh, detrimental to day-to-day -to -day life and can lead to abuse and all sorts of other issues but active addiction should be a red flag we shouldn't even have to say this but we do yeah we, we do because have to say it, it because it's what people it's do yeah. yeah you're not going to fix them no and if your addiction's different like you if you, know, yeah, well if you, he's addicted to alcohol and i'm addicted to meth and so we're not going to tempt yeah. each other like no no stop see the last one maturity that's not mature um it's just not smart don't do yeah, that it's not uh, it's it's a shame we have to spend time on that but again um the person has no clear direction in life okay so like you don't want to to start dating a, a potential spouse is not somebody who's like oh no no yeah. like what do you want to be when you grow up oh, no, no. i mean i'm not saying you have to have life figured out but you have to be trying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're making an effort. You know, again, if you're living on the, the couch in your mama's basement, and again, this is probably more of a guy thing, I think, um, at least in my experience, that if you're just like, well, I don't, I don't know, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to, you know, what do you aspire to be? What are you, what are you interested in? I don't know. I don't know. Like, yeah, okay, it, well, it, you're not, you know what, I know what, what you should know, you're not getting married to me. See you later. <laughs> Yeah, and it just amazes me because, you know, men are called to, to lead. And you know, you're right. I've never thought about it till this moment. More men lack direction yeah. than women do. And uh, that's, that's alarming. Dude, you know, I can tell you, I mean, this could become a whole episode, but you yeah. talk about, I'll give you just a brief, my opinion. You can, you know, whatever. But we have a whole generation of guys that were raised in broken, come out of broken homes. And a lot of those broken homes were, were led by single moms. And so you have a lot of young men who didn't have a male role model because again, men, for a lot of men, and it, it unfortunately has increased over, over the years. And we know why, because we've gone away from any sort of like, you know, Christian ethic and moral and, you know, we just knock up women and 
move on with their lives. And so you've got all these guys, all these young men that were born in single parent homes, raised by women without a, a strong male role model to, to direct and guide our impulses as, in, you know, unless you're a, a young man, you don't understand what those impulses and those emotions and the, the anger and the hormones and the, to, you know, as you change and you go through that part of your life, if you don't have a man, a, a grown man there, you know, kind of the old bull, so to speak, to get the, the young bulls in check and yeah. to teach them those things, then they're, they're just kind of listless as they become young men. And I think, I think that's a big part of what's happened where you just, we've, again, Satan has just torpedoed the family you know, the, that's the, the basic building block of society is the family. We don't value that anymore. I mean, God put that into place, you know, a man and a woman to raise kids. So you have both of both of those worlds, you know, to raise healthy kids. We don't have that like we used to. And so now we have a generation of young men who are just like, I don't know, I don't yeah. know what to do. I've been told everything, everything that I do is toxic, right? Yeah. Masculinity is toxic nowadays. And so I can't act the way I, I feel I'm supposed to. So, but I don't know how to be, you know, feminine. That's the, the opposite of masculine, yeah. right? So, anyway, like I said, I could get off the whole episode <laughs> on that. This is good. I, I mean, it's an important thing, and it's it's something that's really going to harm us as a culture and society. But it, it, it's it's harmful to the men, the young men that it's happening to. And it's just it's depressing to see that. To just again, it's like. The day you bring your your dog home from getting fixed, you know, it's just it's so sad because it's just like, what happened to my anyway. yeah. <laughs> so no clear direction in life. Next, can't handle conflict. Uh, we did a did an episode on this a couple of weeks ago. Just the importance of conflict resolution, um, you know, and it's not. Again, um, conflict's okay. It's okay to have conflict in relationships. It's okay to have conflict in dating and marriage. It can be a good thing. Um, but the inability to navigate conflict is a flag. You know, you want somebody, again, this goes back to maturity. Um, you want somebody who's mature, who can navigate conflict in a healthy way, um, can hear what you have to say. Um, you can hear what they have to say. <laughs> you guys have to be able to, to address things and to move forward because, um, as I've, I've said before multiple times, you know, marriage is like the greatest relationship. It's also the most difficult one. Um, it's, it's ripe with conflict. Um, that you're learning to navigate and, and go through and because you're you get, you're both growing together that that's what you're doing there and so you got to be able to handle conflict yeah if you haven't had a good if you haven't had a good conflict a good argument before you get married you shouldn't get married yeah yeah i mean i've heard like a pastor or somebody say that i can't remember where i heard that somebody was told that in a marriage counseling setting and i was like that's 100% right. I know Pastor Rick says it all the time. Yeah, and it's one maybe of those, that's where it came from. It might be. I'm not going to give him credit. No, I'm not giving him credit either. He even told it to me, um, <laughs> and I'm not going to give him credit either. Yeah. So but Yeah, and, and I'm not talking about a, you know, where do you want to eat kind of conflict. I'm talking about a serious, you know, yeah. you guys miscommunicated something. You, you know, you left her stranded on the side of the road because you you know, more pains at your phone. One of those kind of things where you, where you actually blow up at each other because you're going to have to see – do we how do we deal with this you know because we come from different backgrounds and we we had we had conflict modeled to us in certain ways from our parents and different things and so you need to make sure that those you guys find a way to you know to make your method of dealing with conflict compatible 
okay? Because if you if you're a I want to talk about it, but she's a slam the door and leave me alone kind of person, then that's not going to work long term. No, you're going to have to figure out how to do that. The last one is very simple. Yeah, they're married. Yeah, they're married. That's a flag. <laughs> it's not an invitation. No, no. God, like we said last week, God will never bring you. You know, your your soulmate is not already married to somebody else. All right. <clears throat> If you want to date somebody and they're married or they're divorcing. That's still married. That's still married. Until <clears throat> we're going to honor the laws of the land. Until the ink dries on the uh, the divorce papers. Like, And even then, they just went through a divorce, dadgummit. They, yeah. <laughs> they just, you know, that that is, I'm sure at the point, I haven't been through a divorce, but I'm sure by the point you, you're getting divorced, you have, you, you're not loving that person anymore. But it's still an emotionally traumatic experience to go through, especially if you have kids. I don't doubt because you have to deal with that, navigate that. They need time to heal. Yeah. So lay off, quit trying to get them on the rebound. And, you know, if, if it's meant to be, it'll still be meant to be in a few months or a year oh, yeah. or however long they need to process that stuff let it happen and quit picking up people on the rebound like I said and they're if they're not if, <laughs> if they're not legally divorced they're still legally married okay <laughs> but no there's no but and there's no but yeah, yeah there's, there's no, no but. around this the only but's you marriage <laughs> is is a flag for dating do not date <laughs> married people married people do not date other people um it's <laughs> No. Ah, uh, man. I do just... not do not seek out if you're married. Do not seek out the opposite sex for emotional support. Yeah. Okay. That's basically that's kind of like dating. Like yeah. that's how that's how those things start. Well, I, this this hot I'm chick a, I know yeah, that. I'm, well, it starts with this. You sit down and you tell them, "Don't date while you're going through this," and they go, "Okay, yeah, no, I wouldn't do that." And then they seek out somebody for emotional support of the opposite sex. That's right. And then they're dating. Yeah. And then they're married. And none of that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're not dating. I was just asking them advice about my marriage at a restaurant when it was just me and yeah. me and the other person. And then we went out for drinks afterwards. Yeah, we're not dating. Yeah, not She's, dating at all. Totally not. They're my sponsor. Totally not. They're <laughs> 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 my sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh. So let's talk about the really good stuff. So I, I will say, because I, I don't know. We never know exactly where our conversations are going, but we're going to talk about something. So if you if you have like. I don't know why you would listen with kids in the room to us, <laughs> but if you do, you might tell them to, to go away or listen to this later. So like three, two, one, go. Yeah. So we're going to talk about sex yeah. and dating and living together before we're married. Yeah. Okay. So don't do that. Yeah. I mean, like <laughs> again here to challenge our preconceived notions. So culture tells us that you need to live together and try it out. We got to try it out. We got to, we got to sleep together to see if we're sexually compatible. Right. Yeah. And I've said this before. And Try I'll the milk before I buy the cow. <laughs> that's you know? right. I'll say it again. Uh, as long as your parts are in the same place as everybody else, you're compatible. You're compatible. Yeah. It's amazing how that works. Yeah. This thing goes there. That's <laughs> that works. Now, what what they're trying to get at is like, well, I got to figure out if they're, you know, what they're into sexually is the same thing I'm into sexually. Like, well, here's the deal: you're really robbing yourself of a lot of joy in marriage by trying to figure that out. I mean, that's part of the fun after marriage is like yeah. figuring that out. Find out yeah. what your partner likes. You find out, they can find out what you like. You can have those discussions. We can try out all sorts of different things. What do you like to do? What do you, you know, what makes you feel good? What makes me feel good? That's, that's part of caring for each other. That's part of what we're supposed to do to fulfill each other's needs. Um, 
and it's again it's fun sex is fun that's why we want to do it all the time married or not but this is also something that's special right it should be something that's special but it's something that society has told us isn't special that you should just indulge in it as much as you want this is why everybody's so unhappy is because we've you know early 1900s and everything we, we repressed all of our sexual urges and you know we went through the sexual revolution in the 60s where we said okay everybody free sex you know love is love all this stuff let's just if it feels good do it and we've we've continued down that path ever since the 60s so now we're we are more you know sexually sexual sex sexually liberated than we've ever been in in in, in history right and we're more unhappy yeah. than we've ever been in history like that that obviously wasn't the problem and actually the people who are more satisfied with their sexual lives are, are religious married monogamous couples that 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 finding pops up every time they do that survey that poll people and it's the young people who are in hookup culture who, who have bought into that lie that are the most unfulfilled and unhappy every time that's 100 percent. you know god's undefeated so the the idea that we've got to figure out if we're compatible no you you know again it's i mean unless you're into some really crazy stuff and i would say that at that point we've got some sort of spiritual issue going on (laughs) or psychological yeah psychological (laughs) issue that's that that's part of that's part of again that's that's a gift that you give each other in marriage that you save that's an intimate part of yourself that you have held on to for the person that that god has for you and um to give all that up uh just over and over and over um I mean, that, that's just going to take away from from your marriage in the future. Um, and one of the things, you know, living together, we got to figure out if we can live together. No, you got to figure out if you can resolve conflict. That's what, that's the, the premise behind living together, which you don't need to live together to figure that out. That's what we just talked about, is if you, you need to have arguments when you're dating and figure out, can I resolve conflict? Because living together with somebody is conflict sometimes and that's what Aaron was talking about like you're gonna have conflict and that's okay because you're you're combining two lives together into one you have to be able to navigate that and so you don't need to live together to figure that out Jill and I didn't live together before we get married we we had conflict before we had we got married and we decided on some ground rules for our conflict that hey we're gonna talk about these things we're not gonna ignore uh, you know, an issue. If, if you got a problem with something we've done or said, or if you feel a certain way, we're going to have a discussion about it, and we're going to talk about where we're miscommunicating, where where that issue is. And and you know what? That strategy translates over into living together. Because then, when she does something I don't like, or I do more often than not, I do something that she doesn't like. We use that strategy to resolve the conflict because that's what that's what it is. I mean, there, that's that's living together in a nutshell. I mean, that's I don't, I don't. So I mean, when like I said, it, I don't understand that. You know, this whole we got to figure out if we're if we can live together. No, you got to figure out if you are compatible. I mean, if you're <laughs> if you if you can can to talk to each other. If you're mature enough to be an adult and have conflict resolution with each other. Yeah. Um. I mean, so sex and living together and. and <clears throat> There's so much I want to get on this, and I mean, we're going to talk about it more in the next episode, just kind of the context of it. But I want to share with you out of 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 7, verses 1 through 4. 
Um, this is Paul talking. He's talking to um, the Corinthians, church in Corinth. And he says, now regarding the question you ask in your letter, yes, it's good to abstain from sexual relations. But um, because there's so much sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman should have her own husband. Um, notice I wasn't like a dating thing right there. Like uh, yeah. Paul clearly um, <laughs> defines that as the person you married to. Um, so, you know, he's saying, yeah, it'd be great if we could abstain from sex. But given the fact that you probably can't, um, you should find a spouse, not a dating partner, a spouse, because it's that that's what it's reserved for sex is reserved for marriage that's the way god intended it and and in that and in that instance it, it's healthy it's a good thing um i mean again i want to say this very clearly god created sex he he created it it's a pleasurable thing for us um it, it's an intimate thing for us it's for the confines of, of the, the marriage bedroom but um when when we do things outside of god's wills you've no, I, as we know in every other aspect of life, it's not good. It's not good to step out of God's will. But we try to convince ourselves, here we can. Again, like we talked about, try it before we buy it, see if we're compatible. No, that's bull crap. Um, that it's it's just for this. Um, the second part, which we'll really get into on <laughs> the next one, <laughs> yeah. is uh, the husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs and the wife should fulfill her husband's sexual needs. What? Yeah. <laughs> Um, you can't have a headache every day of the week or, or some crap like that, you know, or be too tired from work or, or anything else. Um, that's, that's not a, a forever excuse there. Um, the wife gives authority over her body to her husband. All the women's rights people just screamed and cussed at me. No um, and husbands gives authority over his body to his wife. Um, and, and when we're talking about intimacy, men, I want to say that that's more than just sex. It's. Right. Hug your dang wife and sit with her. That's right. <laughs> um, well, it's, you know, there's a saying I heard that uh, was really good. And, it, and actually, the source it came from was really interesting, but I won't go into it. But uh, he said that um, that women hold the keys to sex and men hold the keys to relationships. Yeah. You know, and that's what, and what we're talking about there is, you know, men want sex, right? We want sex, but women want relationships. And in order to make, you know, to make that work is we have to honor each other's needs. And that's yeah. what we're talking about here. Is, and that's what Aaron was saying is that, you know, men, she wants you, she wants to feel needed and yeah. loved and, you know, just engaging in sex and then just like, well, see ya, you yeah. know, like that's not, <laughs> that's not, that's not feeling needed and loved. And so, um, we'll, we'll go into that next week more, but yeah. But, uh, so sex outside of marriage, um, you're, you're wrong. Don't do that. It's not for dating. You're taking away from what God intended you um, to to have in, in the marriage, and every time we do this, we're picking up baggage, um, and it's it's another suitcase that you're dragging potentially into the relationship that's going to be your forever relationship, and there's no need for it. It's you're not you're you've convinced yourself that somehow you you've got an advantage here. Maybe you don't, um, or you're just in that mindset of you're your own god. You're going to do what you want to do, follow your heart and your desire, what feels good, and in that you're wrong. And so we need to take a step back and, and, and endeavor to do what's right. And Yeah, well, and, you know, again, from, you know, I like to throw science in there from time to time. Um, science shows that couples, couples that live together prior to getting married are that much more likely to get divorced after the fact. And, and it, it all comes down to, and everything we've talked about in regards to this and, and the way society has decided this is what dating and marriage is, is that... Uh, it is, it's an emphasis on lack of commitment. So 
if you're moving in with somebody and we're going to we're, we're going to try out living together and we're going to try out having sex together and make sure we're competitive we're going to try out what am i saying try out right there's, yeah. there's no commitment to trying out like that's like I'm going to take the car on a test drive, you know, yeah. it's like, I'm not, you know, I'm not buying it. I'm just going to take it out for a spin, see how it goes, kick the wheels a few times. And then if I don't like it, if I don't like the way the interior looks, whatever, I'm going to send it back. Yeah. There's no commitment there. There's no. And so, so what you're doing is you're, is you're, um, you're priming yourself to not to, to bail at the first sign of trouble in your marriage by by living together in, in in like i said trying everything out before you buy it because i mean that's what do, what are we doing we're we're looking for an out we're saying okay i'm going to try this and, and as soon as i it, you know it doesn't fit i'm returning it and so you you live together with that intent and then you're like okay well i guess we'll get married now well you know conflict and everything is not going to go away like jill and i have been married for 20 years and we still argue you know we don't argue about you know a bunch of stupid stuff because we've gotten past a lot of that uh, but we still argue we still have conflicts we still miscommunicate from time to time um, that that's not ever going to go away and so just because you you put a ring on it you know you're just so now it's just like yeah i'm you know this didn't work out for me i'm going to give it back i'm going to send it back i'm returning this marriage and we're going to get divorced but <clears throat> there is no I mean, like I said, doing it the way society tells you to do it now, there's no commitment in it. And that's why marriages fail at just a high rate. Now, well, <clears throat> marriages are, quote unquote, marriages are failing less because people just aren't getting married. They're just living together. And then we're just not ever committing to each other. And so now we're just moving in and out. And it's creating a whole society of, of very socially functional children who watch this happen in their homes, you know, mom has a new boyfriend, dad has a new girlfriend, you know, and I mean, that's, that's great for our kids. So <clears throat> that's sarcasm, if you couldn't tell, <laughs> but, um, again, this is a tough thing. And so, so let's talk real fast because I know we've been going for quite a while on this, but if, if that's you, if this describes you, if you're, if you're dating and you're living with the person or you're, you know, having sex with the person that, and hopefully, I hope, I really do, that this convicted you and made you feel very <laughs> uncomfortable. Um, because I, I hope that you hopefully have learned to value yourself more, and, and, and especially the ladies. I'm going to tell you this. Guys are lying to you. They're, you know, yeah, if you, maybe if you just, you know, if you just, you know, we just sleep together, you know, I just because I love you so much. It's like, no, he just wants some. Yeah. He just wants some. And if you give it up, they're moving on. I mean, because they're... They're just going to look for something new. And so you're, they don't love you more or need you more or more willing to stay with you if you give those things up, right? So <clears throat> don't buy into that lie. But if you if you are in this situation, I would, I would highly encourage you to have a serious conversation with the people that you're dating and start saying, hey, you know, I feel like maybe we're living outside of God's will. And I think we should part, start putting some, you know, some boundaries around our relationship here and maybe we should start working on separating this out and, and, and seeing what's right for us I know that's a tough thing to do especially you know it's like when your kid has the toy and you want to take it back but you got to do what's what's right by you and by God and you know and if you do have an interest in marrying that person and being successful then separating until you do get married shows an actual commitment to each other yeah. 
So. It does. It's, it's important. I mean, it's it's not too late to get on track with this and to, to endeavor to pursue what God has for you. I mean, again, when we do things in the context of God's will, his plan and his desire for our lives, it works out infinitely better than anything we can slap together and ask God to co-sign on. Um, and, and we say this, we challenge you because we do love you. We do care about you. We want to see you um, find success. It, it's not our goal to make you feel, to feel bad, like, and to feel like less than, but that good, healthy conviction of, I need, I think I should do the right thing. That's good. We want you to feel that at wherever you're at, but, uh, um, and whatever it is, we want to experience that in our lives, right? Um, at, please, please begin just to, to seek God's guidance and direction, his word, his truth in, in your relationship. If you find yourself in the middle of this, it's again, it's not too late to get on track with what he would have for you. But uh, yep, next week, man, I'm, we're, I think I'm looking forward. I love talking about marriage. Marriage is something that, again, Cable and I are very passionate about, just the context of that. Um, if you got angry by the verse in Corinthians, we're really going to dig in in that. It's just going to be phenomenal. <laughs> um, our wives are going to get angry about that. <laughs> um, hey, it's God. Yeah, Don't get mad at us. Get yeah. mad at God. Yeah, we didn't us. write the Bible. That's right. Right? Um, <laughs> but... Uh, just thank, thank you guys. You know, we did go a little long. Thank you guys for just hanging with us uh, throughout this and uh, just continuing just to connect with us week after week. We hope that you do like and share us on social media um, and and just the content here. If if this applied to you or can apply to somebody else, share it with them. Send it to them. Um, if somebody came to mind, um, just say, hey, give a listen to this. Um, hopefully it helps them to navigate and find a place of health in, in their life and in their relationships. But we are looking forward to next week. We're going to we're gonna finish this out. We're going to talk about marriage, and um, it's going to be good. And we hope that, again, it helps to grow and challenge you like everything else that, that we endeavor to do here. Um, but we do. We love you guys. We'll see you right back here next week. <laughs>